0: Believed her lover had somehow survived in the ocean and been helped by a passing boat that was returning him to shore. She had raced down to what was now Smathers Beach, only to be swept away herself in the raging gale. Now, Melody was sometimes seen on the beach when the sun set, while at other times she paced the roof of the Siren of the Sea. And Hagen, well, Hagen had been seen opening the doors of the bed and breakfast time and again, searching for Melody. They're real, Shelley said. I can feel them. I just can't go to sleep right now. I'm too wound up. Stewart felt himself perk up at those words, but the feeling was quickly dashed when she saw the hope in his eyes. No, I do not want to fool around, she said. Stewart, I'm sorry, but I just can't. He heard laughter from outside, soft and quiet. There were rules here at the Siren of the Sea. Hannah didn't close the pool at night— she only asked that her guests be quiet and respectful of others. Why don't we join whoever's out at the pool? There's even a small hot tub. Maybe that'll make you sleepy. Shelley's nod of gratitude was worth a night of not fooling around. She rose, diving for her suitcase and bathing suit. Stuart grabbed a couple of towels and smiled at Shelley, who smiled back, looking a little less frightened. They left the room quietly and headed down the stairs. Whoever had been there earlier was gone. He set their towels on the old Victorian lawn chairs by the pool and jumped in. For a few minutes, they swam silently, and then, in unspoken agreement, they slipped over the divide into the hot tub. The night was beautiful. A full moon rode high in the sky. "'You okay?' Stuart asked. She nodded. "'This was good. I think I can sleep now.' They hopped out and went to get their towels, "'Stuart loved the period lawn chairs. "'They made him think of giant mansions and croquet fields, "'with men in knickers and women in white gowns "'wearing big white hats to shade their faces from the sun. "'Wanna lie here and dry off for a few minutes?' Shelley asked him. "'Sure, great.' "'They stretched out their towels and lay in the moonlight, "'hands entwined as they looked up at the stars. "'The spring day had been warm, "'and the night was kissed by a pleasantly balmy breeze.' Stewart closed his eyes. "'It's beautiful here.' The air was so soft and nice, the lounge so comfortable, that he began to drift off. Then Shelley screamed. It was a scream of pure and absolute terror. His eyes flew open as he bolted up and saw a strange man standing over Shelley. The stranger was gripping his throat with his right hand and making choking noises, Stewart was too terrified to be sure, but it looked as though something was oozing through the man's fingers. Blood? In his left hand, the stranger held a knife, a huge bowie knife. He heard another scream and realized that just like Shelley, he too was screaming in pure, gut-wrenching, primeval terror. He thought he saw the knife move, glittering silver and red in the moonlight, as the stranger raised it and then sent it slashing down toward Shelley. Anna O'Brien walked into the large kitchen, ready to throw something. The past hour had been pure bedlam, guests hysterical and screaming, she herself completely baffled. Of course, she had offered to refund everyone's money and suggest a beautiful chain hotel for them to check into. She opened her mouth, not to scream, but to call out for immediate attention— because she couldn't think of anything else that might have happened except that one of her permanent residents had played a not-very-funny trick on her unsuspecting guests. Melody Chandler was already there, leaning against the refrigerator in her beautiful Victorian glory, staring at her. "'What the hell was that?' Hannah demanded. "'Did you bring a friend in? A dying man with his throat slit, carrying a knife and trying to kill my guests?' "'No.' I've never had guests up and leave at 4 a.m. before, and I've never had to refund anyone's money before either. Hannah stared at the ghost with whom she had shared this house for as long as she could remember. The original owner had been Hannah's great-great-great-grandfather on her father's side, but she had actually inherited the house, already a and b at that point, from her uncle. She had loved him and the house, Sadly, he had died in his late forties from a sudden heart attack, and she had inherited the siren all too soon. She knew the house backward and forward, along with its ghosts. Melody, a little spooking the guests is fun, but this time you and Hagen went too far.